Hello everybody, a warm welcome. My name is Pamela Cooley and we've got another fantastic episode of the Big No Podcast. Now, we've all faced certain levels of adversities or setbacks or struggles and this podcast is about exploring them, how you felt in the moment and how you overcame them and how you turned those no's into next opportunities. I have got an amazing guest with you with me today and her name is Faye Edwards and I've been trying to get Faye on this podcast for so long so I'm super excited that she's here she is a fitness influencer celebrity trainer and she's just an absolute badass I mean I've been following her for so long and her energy is so infectious I can't wait for you to meet her she's a group exercise manager at third space Islington And also, this lady is one of the trainers on Davina McCall's fitness online platform. And a warm welcome, Faye, to the Big No podcast. Wow, that was more than warm. That was hot. <laughs> Thank that, you. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm humbled. Thank you so much. What an introduction. I'm no, so pleased honestly, to be here. Honestly, I'm so happy to, to meet you in person because... I, you know, we're Facebook friends, Instagram friends, and I think in this day and age, you feel like you know someone because you see them popping up on your feed all the time, and you pop up on my feed for, like, the good reasons. Let me just put that out there. Um, <laughs> and for me, um, before I started, you know, my company, Just Like Me Books, I was in the fitness industry, still am in the fitness industry, um, and that's going to like 14 years this year. Wow. So whenever I see someone in the fitness industry, spe- spe- specifically female, black, I'm always just like, yes, yes. And like I said in the introduction, your energy is infectious. I can feel your energy, like virtually. And I love what you're creating. I love how you are helping people. And I can just see the pure joy and passion when you do it. So I'm so thankful that you exist. And I'm so humbled that we get to have this conversation today. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I'm blown away by all that. And feelings are mutual as well. So Aww. it's an absolute pleasure. Ah, thank you. So let's start. I'm an author, so I like to start at the beginning. So if you can tell us a little bit about, you know, your childhood, where you're from, um, just to kind of set the scene to begin with. So I'm originally from North London. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up uh, in a house with my mum and my sister. And I've had a very good upbringing Mm -hmm. i'm very grateful for all that yeah yeah all the love that Mm. i've received from both my mum and my dad um the support the encouragement the people in my life Mm -hmm. from childhood to now Mm -hmm. um have yeah been a part of who i am today so yeah that's that's pretty much it now i've moved out of london and have just yeah immersed myself in the fitness industry loving mm-hmm. what I'm doing mm-hmm. I don't really like talking about myself so much so this Why is going to be a challenge but that's it, it, it briefly do you know what's really interesting as well because when we were communicating via like messages and emails something stood out that you put in your email I don't know if you probably remember this but you said something like um yeah, I'd love to come on the podcast can you just give me like a little bit more information because I really want to add value to what you're doing. And I just thought, oh my God, this is someone who, regardless of whether you're teaching a class or doing a talk or doing a podcast, you wanna bring your 100% self to that environment, to that situation. And I absolutely love that. And I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying in the introduction. You literally are so infectious. Doesn't matter what you're doing, who you're doing it with, you put so much energy into that. So that 
when I saw that, I was like, I'm definitely getting it. Oh, that <laughs> was definitely it. You were sold. I love that. Now. Yeah. I love that. So I love your attitude, but have you always had this kind of mindset or, or have you had to like really work on it as you've, you know, through experience or through age or mm-hmm. circumstances or have you always naturally been quite a like, optimistic positive person yes I would say I have been and a lot of that influence comes from my mum who Mm. I she's a phenomenal woman who um, is so strong is has empowered me all my life you know even when I was young Mm. she would buy us self-help books you know she she does poetry I remember Maya Angelou being a big influence Mm. on her so became a big influence on me so I've always been fortunate and blessed enough to have people um, empowering Mm. me so I've always had that optimistic positive attitude but like you said with age with experience you go through certain things in life Mm. and I, I feel Yes, with, with age, you, you gain more wisdom. Mm. Um, still a lot more for me to gain. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I, I Always you know, learning. Always learning, forever learning. Yeah. I'm open to learning yeah. and open to being better. Yeah. So, yeah, it has helped. And because I have understood the benefits of having that attitude, it's mm. always encouraged me to be like that more. And it's like I've built... I'm, I'm working on building myself mm. up so that... When those not so great things happen and mm. there's tough times, I've, I've just got more resilience. Mm. So it's very, very important that I stay in that mindset of, you know, positivity, optimism, strength. But also it's important to be a realist mm. as well. Um, I say a lot, um, it, it, hope for the best, expect the worst. What do I say? Let me figure out. Expect the worst, but hope for, for the, the best. best. So, yeah, I've always had that attitude. And I think, like, that mindset as well, it's almost like like a muscle you have to keep training yes. and it Amen. gets stronger and stronger yep. and your mindset muscle is strong because I know again through the world of social media I saw a picture of you a f- last year maybe the year before when you were in hospital mm-hmm. um, you were quite seriously ill Yeah. and I remember you I'm paraphrasing now because it was a long time ago, but basically you were saying that you were still showing this level of gratitude, mm-hmm. even though that you were seriously ill and you were probably very scared as well, but you were still showing this level of gratitude and yeah. you were just basically saying like, I'm working my mindset. Yeah. That's what's gonna keep me strong and positive. Mm-hmm. And that's a really hard thing to do mm-hmm. when you were faced with illness or uncertainty. And was it during lockdown as well, I think? It, w- it was, Outside of lockdown, it was after, after lockdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. the world is already quite yeah, worried yeah. about yeah. our health and where mm-hmm. the world is going to. So if it's alright with you, could you share a little yeah. bit about that experience um, and what it taught you um, yeah. and what you've learned from that? When I was working as a group exercise manager for Third Space, by the way, I've got a new job since then from that. That oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. Um, but it was it's very recent. Six years I was group exercise manager and I never had a sick day. Mm. And I had that, that attitude of, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. I even certain times thought I was a bit invincible. Um, <laughs> and when I, when I got ill, I, I was off work for, for a month. When I got ill, I was like, wow, it was like an out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. And I just took it for what it was. Mm-hmm. You mentioned I was scared, but I actually was just... I don't, I don't think I was scared mm. or like, I was just like, oh, I just don't like being like this. And you know what I thought about a lot? I thought about other people. I thought about the pain I was in. I thought about 
how do people cope with long-term illnesses mm. people who really struggle i'm fit and healthy how do they cope like mm. i feel i felt so bad for people I, I, it was so weird why i was thinking that constantly do you think it was because that like, you were starting to have a bit of a understanding and empathy yes 100% you know I mean? yeah 100% i'd never experienced pain like that i didn't i didn't eat i was experience experiencing like stomach cramps i had pneumonia in both my lungs i was like where the hell has this come from i, I was just so confused my mum was looking after me and it's not until my best friend had told me Oh yeah, your mum was crying down the phone. I've never seen my mum cry. I think at my grand's funeral, but she's so strong. I never mm. see her show that emotion. And I was like, that's when it hit me. I was like, oh, I'm proper ill. My mum cried. She didn't do it in front of me. She didn't show yeah. it in front of me. So then, funny story. When I got into hospital, I had the worst case of paranoia. Do you know what I thought? Mm. I thought that I wasn't as ill as they said I was and that they were trying to kill me. What? Yeah, it was so weird. Like, I thought it was the whole conspiracy going on in my head, thinking, right, they, because of COVID, I feel that they, they're saying I'm really bad. Mm. I mean, I felt really bad, but I feel like they were saying I'm, I'm worse than what I am and they're going to kill me and then use me as an example in the media and say, look, it doesn't matter how fit and healthy you are, you can still die from this. Yeah. I don't know where it came from. And I'm not that person that that goes into, like, this is all a conspiracy yeah. theory and <laughs> I'm paranoid and I'm this. It just came into that's my really head. Like, that's how, like, I, no, this can't be happening to me. I'm not this, I, I, I'm strong. I'm not in hospital with, you know. Yeah. yeah, it was just so weird. It was the weirdest experience. But then on top of that, I was so... Like, I, I remember when I was able to get out of bed, I just looked at myself. I'd lost all this weight. Um, I was like, whoa, this is, this is crazy. I haven't trained for a whole month. I look forward to training again. Mm. And when I got better, I remember the first day I walked to work, I was skipping. Mm. I was so happy. I couldn't wait. Even when I was slowly, slowly getting better, but wasn't there. I was like, mum, can I go back to work? I'm, she was like, Faye, look at you. Mm. Look in the mirror. You can't go back to work. I was so excited to go to work. Mm. I couldn't wait. And my first training session, couldn't do much at all. But I didn't think, oh, I'm so unfit. I've got to start again. I was just so grateful. I said, look at my body. I can do a lunge. Mm. It was a bodyweight lunge, but I was so happy to do a bodyweight lunge. Mm. And what it taught me is obviously gratitude. I practice gratitude every second of the day. Grateful to have a body. Grateful mm. to be well again. Um, grateful for everything. And I just really had a sense of wanting to always just stay present. Yeah. And ever since I've been ill, I just, I don't really think about the future so much. I stay present. Mm -hmm. I um, stay grateful. Um, I don't train for aesthetics. I train to feel good. Mm. So how did you actually get into the fitness industry? So before fitness, I was in youth and community work. Mm -hmm. I'm very passionate about, and I still am passionate about working with young people. Mm -hmm. So I was working in a respite centre for children with uh, severe learning difficulties and disabilities. And then I got, to, uh, I got to a point where I just didn't feel great about myself. Mm. And I was like, oh, I suppose I've got to do something about this I suppose I gotta to go to that place called gym I suppose I gotta sign up and be a member I just wasn't enthusiastic yeah. about it and I and I went and signed up I didn't really know what to do then I found classes I started off being obsessed with spinning classes mm -hmm. and then one time I turned up to the gym and the spinning instructor wasn't there the receptionist said to me oh try another class it's called Zumba and I was like what 
that sounds rubbish. I don't want to do Zumba. <laughs> anyway, so I went and it was this massive sports hall. And I'm telling you, it was like over 100 people. It was yeah. massive. That's when Zumba was big. Yeah. And the music, the warm-up was like Afro beats. And yeah. I was like, what? What do you know about Afro beats? <laughs> I was like, I loved it. I fell in love. Yeah. And then it became, you know, like you, yeah. it became your habit. And the instructor, she had a, uh, a dance fitness company. Long story short, she recruited me to, mm -hmm. she approached me to say, oh, do you want to become an instructor? Got trained up. Then I was um, working and then in the evenings or mornings or whatever, I was teaching on the side. So I was still doing youth and community work and then doing my fitness work on the side. And then slowly that transition that I mm. got the opportunity um, at Third Space, back then it was Reebok Sports Club um, to, to become a group exercise manager. And it just, opportunities just kept mm. coming forward. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, that's how I got into it. It was, it was purely by mistake. Like it was, I didn't plan to be a trainer. Yeah. It's just yes. circumstances. And I think sometimes like, you, you have this idea when you're younger, like, I'm going to go in this direction, I'm going to do this. That was certainly the case with me. I was like, I'm mm. going to be an investment banker, I'm going to earn loads of money, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then life was just like, ah, 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 you're mm. not meant to do that. Or you're meant to do it for a while. Yeah. And yeah. you're meant to go through some shit. Yeah. And then that shit's going to, you, you're going to learn from that yeah. and then you're going to apply that to the next stage of your life. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to learn from that. And it's kind of like this snowball effect of yeah. learning, 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 learning. But have you always felt included in the fitness space because the reason I'm, I'm asking you this and this is just my personal experience I can find the fitness industry quite clicky mm -hmm. so we have events and mm. you see the same kind of groups on the mm. same people organizing those events and then you have award ceremonies and rightly or wrongly I mean you, you tend to find the same people are winning the same yeah. awards and then you're trying to get your foot in the door and Let's be honest, I do find it really clicky, really, really clicky. And I feel like sometimes you have to even work that one step harder or two steps harder to prove yourself. And at the end of the day, who are you proving yourself to and why yeah. are you doing that? But I've gone into spaces where I felt so alienated mm -hmm. and so like that imposter syndrome hits me really hard because I'm just like, I don't look like them. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing what they're doing. Um, I'm not invited to these kind of spaces. And it's just like... How can we change that if you think that's mm -hmm. um, an issue? Yes, it is definitely an issue. I 100% feel like that. And I've been in many spaces where I've felt uncomfortable or not included. But again, because I feel like that, and I'm aware many people feel like that, I feel that, let me be a representation. Mm. So when I have got the opportunity to be in spaces that I know I'm the minority and I don't feel in my comfort zone, I am going to still stand mm -hmm. strong mm. and I'm still going to show up, represent, mm. be that positive energy that mm. I, and light that I know that I am mm -hmm. and not let that stop me. Mm. Not let that stop me. Um, and I've been in situations where I'm just like, hmm... So, for example, influencer events. I've been invited to influencer mm. events, but I felt sometimes I've been invited there to tick a box. Yes. And I know I'm the only one there that looks like me. I'm the only one who's of, um, you know, of different ethnicity. I'm the only one who's got a certain shape or so, mm. whatever. I, I've, I've, I'm aware of it, mm. but I don't let that you know, take away the experience that I can have. Mm. I don't let it stop me. Mm. There was one time I was at this influencer event and we all had to wear 
um, the same outfit. So they kitted us out. It was this belly top and leggings, and I was like, oh, I don't do belly tops, but I'm, I don't feel I, I don't feel comfortable. But it is what it is. I hadn't had my armpits waxed. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is pig. Like everyone just looks beautiful. Everyone's just like, like oh. and then I'm like, oh no. And then they were taking photos of us, right? And they're like, can you all ladies have your hands? Oh. I was like, oh, damn. Allow me today, please. And I'm like, I really don't fit in. There's but I was like, up. I don't care. I was just like, all right. It is what it is. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I may feel uncomfortable, but I make the choice to just own my own myself. Yeah. So what I... Take me as I am. If mm. it is a month that I haven't waxed my armpits, it's tough. And like, also, you don't have to. I don't have to, to, do you know what I mean? And then the, the same event, right? I was standing there talking to two, two girls. And two beautiful girls, two beautiful blonde girls were having a nice time. A photographer comes along and he's going around the event taking pictures. The guy did this to me. He was like... And then he was like, can I just take them to... And oh, I just no. like slid away and I was like, wow. I was like, it's cool. Do you know what it's cool? Because my armpits ain't waxed today and I'm not feeling my best. So it's, I, don't, I don't really feel that. Even though people might see on my social medias, I do a lot of filming and videos mm. and photography, like whatever jobs on like digital jobs and stuff like that. I don't always feel that comfortable mm. in front of the camera, even though I'm like, yeah, but I, I, it's not, I'd rather be in person in a class and just, you know. So if that same situation so, happened again now and the photographer's just like, okay, okay. You, what would you do? Good question. I know, I would make a, a, a funny uh, comment and I'll just say, oh, um, oh, you don't want me to break your lens? Or I'd make him feel awkward, but yeah. I'll do it in a fun banter way yeah. and I'll make it obvious and I'll say it really loud yeah. and then I'll make it, or I wouldn't just, it, it would still be positive. I would indirectly give you a little, mm, I see what you're doing there, but I'll, I'll, make, it, I'll make you laugh. It's, yeah, I, I've been in, in many situations where I've, I've, I've felt excluded, but it, it just encourages me to just show up more. I love that, and I commend you for that, but there's a lot of people who would not like you, who would not try and turn that mm. negative into a positive and be like, you know what? I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to show you. I'm going to just stay. I'm going to just do my thing. I'm not going to let you affect my confidence. And confidence is a is a big mm -hmm. issue, which we're going to talk about. But but there's. I don't think I would have been able to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't. I think that it will still affect me to this day. Mm -hmm. Maybe not as much. Yeah. But it will still affect me in the sense that if I was to go to an event yeah. and people are taking pictures, I know me being me that part of my brain would be like, oh, they're not going to want you in the picture, so yeah. like, just make your excuses now, do you know what I mean? And mm. I think that's such a... It's, it's really sad that another human can make someone else feel so small mm -hmm. because of what they deemed beauty to be mm -hmm. or sexiness or whatever it is. Mm. And for you to have the courage to be like, you know what, I'm not going to let it affect me, I think that takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like... So many people would be like, oh, I wish I could be like that, but I can't. It's a tough one. And that's why I, am, I work so hard on when I train people or when I talk about training or mm. clients or class participants, I really focus on, on mindset. Mm. And I, every person needs to work on 
their self-worth. Mm -hmm. Because when you build up that, that self-worth and self-love, nothing can break that wall. Mm. And I know there's certain things that have happened, that, like that experience, it, it, I've just bounced, it just, I've got this shield and it just bounces right off mm. because I've learned to just love myself for who yeah. I am. So no one can take that away from me. Yeah. So it's down, the, the responsibility, responsibility lies with the individual. Mm. Unfortunately, there are humans that are not kind. There's humans that are going to say things that will affect you. Mm. But the responsibility lies with, with us. We have to work on our... So that's the only way that... I haven't got a right answer. I know it sounds a bit no, tough no, to I, love. No, I don't, no, I don't think there is a right answer, though. There is, yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah. That's why it's so important to build up our resilience. That's why it's so important to love ourselves first. Because yeah. who else is going to do that? Yeah. So that way, if you get that negative comment, you're so confident with, with your worth that it doesn't affect you. It still may hurt your feelings. We're, we're human beings. We have feelings. It's yeah. going to hurt. We're, we're always going to hurt. Mm. But you you can make the choice to, to, to brush it off, you yeah, know? Yeah. I talk about that experience lightly. Like, I, I find it funny. Like, I'm just like, wow, shame on you, yeah. not on me. Because I know I, I'm great and I'm beautiful. I know these things. You don't have to tell me. I'll take my own damn selfie. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not a deep, but I know some people are yeah. not like that. So I, I hope, I hope that I can empower people to know that they are enough, they are beautiful, they are strong. No one can, mm. you know, no no one can affect them unless you allow them to. Like that's just my, mm. that's what I feel like my purpose is. Like I, I want that to be my job. Yeah. Every person I make contact with, I would just want to rub off that that energy onto them and that that confidence that I have on onto them. So, what does confidence look like for you? Confidence is not allowing insecurities or other people's judgments to mm -hmm. affect you. Because mm -hmm. even though I'm a confident person, mm -hmm. I still have insecurities. Mm -hmm. I can still be hurt by words. Mm. I can, you know, still have things that I want to change or not feel so, mm. I can still be introverted at times. Mm -hmm. But I make, I make a choice. I say, okay, I recognize that that makes me feel introverted. I recognize that makes me feel insecure. How can I, let me accept that and how can mm. I, uh, take control of it instead of it taking control yeah. of me that that is so that, that self-awareness yeah self-awareness yeah. that is that is the key i love that so how do you become a trainer with davina then so um at third space again and that's why i'm so grateful for all the work i did at third space because it you know i got to so many different opportunities came from it i worked with amazing people it was just the, the best time anyway davina had booked out the studio to do she was collaborating with a fitness uh, brand and so when i got the email from the operations manager manager saying oh Faye, is studio free davina mccall's coming to da, 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 to do this i nearly fell off my chair i was like oh my gosh i have always loved davina yeah. from big brother days and especially street mate Growing up, we street used to, street mate, street mate, and my <laughs> mum used to call me and my sister um, at the bottom of the stairs if we were upstairs, and she would say, "Fans, are we street mate?" And she would say it in that voice, <laughs> yeah. "Street mate," and we run down the stairs to watch street mate. And then even her uh, workout videos, her mm -hmm. DVDs, I used to do at home. And Big Brother, when it first came out, I was just uh, obsessed with watching it. Loved her presenting. Um, so when she was coming into work, I was like, oh my gosh, I was so starstruck. Anyway, she came in and I was like, 
hi, acting all cool and yeah. professional, but inside I'm screaming. And then when she left, it was the acknowledge. She just acknowledged me. She didn't have yeah. to because it was kind of like a walking past thing. Yeah. And I said, oh, is everything all right? And we just got talking. And then I followed her on social media that day. She followed me back. And she started to see my Fit Jam videos. Mm. And it, by coincidence, the um, stu fitness studio she attends, the person who managed that, I know as well. So uh, she got hold of me and said, oh, Faye, why don't you come to Studio SPN and come and do a masterclass mm -hmm. um, for us? Uh, Davina wants to do your class. And then that was it set up this class, Davina came, you know, it, it, loads of people took videos and then it was in the Daily Mail, Davina twerking, <laughs> and that was it, it was, it was a match made in heaven. Then um, she, I got the opportunity to work for her app because on her fitness app, Own Your Goals, she wants all her own personal trainers that she knows, mm -hmm. so everyone she has a connection with um, or, or has seen and like genuinely loves their work. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been working on that platform for the last maybe just over two years now. And over the years, we've become really good friends. Mm. And you can see that you've got such great, great synergy with each yeah, other. And you the, know, you, you see, you, the, you have so much fun. And that comes across so, so well. And yeah. She is. She's just a, she, what you see is what you yeah. get. And, you know, we've we've celebrated, we've celebrated birthdays with her. My, she knows my mum. And we, it's just it's just a beautiful friendship. I'm so, so grateful for um, and yeah, he's just, she's just given me so much opportunities and she's been, she's been such a support, mm -hmm. um, for my work and yeah, she's just been great. It's yeah. It was I love just, that. Yeah. I love that so much. So I've got two closing questions for you. Mm -hmm. So you've probably heard this question. Um, what would, what advice would you give to your younger mm -hmm. self? So we're going to flip that. Yes, so if flip your younger self was sitting next to you now and it could be any age. Yeah. What would they say to you or what advice would they give to you? What would they say to me? Mm -hmm. It could be absolutely anything. That I feel like my younger self would like do a dance. <laughs> and like, go Faye, go, go, go Faye, hey. Yeah, I, I, I do feel that, um, yeah, my younger self would, would do a little bit of celebrating and would also say, remember to stay present, stay present, mm. stay present. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, keeping it simple. And so with this podcast, it's about, you know, having meaningful conversations, connections and finding opportunities where we can connect and grow and learn from each other. So have you got an idea of someone that you think would be a good guest on this podcast? If you have, don't say their name. Just give some reasons as to why you think this person will be a good guest. Um, and hopefully we can make that connection happen. Um, this, Davina McCall, Davina McCall. <laughs> I know, you're, okay. everyone's going to think I'm going to say Davina McCall. Like, she is a good guest for, for any podcast. There's somebody else I have in mind. She is an amazing athlete, um, had a, a, a big, big career as an athlete and has been through a lot of um, challenges in her life. Mm. And... She has recently shared something that's that's been very very personal mm -hmm. to her that she's never shared, like a something a, a secret, let's mm. say that she's been hiding. She's in the public eye and she's been you know keeping to herself. 
and letting go of that has relieved a huge weight off her shoulders mm. because the reason why she kept it to her because there's so many it could have affected her job her work mm. her livelihood all the things that she worked hard for and she would receive uh, a lot of judgment mm. she's had to deal with grief as well so she's she's just dealt with so much challenges in her life mm. her mindset has been just so so strong you know she's always just got up after every fall mm. and recently she'd done a program a documentary that i had the privilege of going to see the be at the premiere of and you know there was not a dry eye because you could just really feel all the pain she went through yeah. and just getting out on the other side and how many people she has inspired. Mm -hmm. She's so inspirational, it's unreal. Um, and I'm actually going to send this to her and let her know you, you, she should be a guest on this podcast and come and talk to you because she's just got an amazing story that um, so many people will be inspired by. Oh, well, let's see if we can make that happen. Yes. And just before we go, so when we were first talking about this podcast, um, something else that you said, because you've, you've used the word um, gratitude and grateful a lot, and I can sense and I can feel that that's something that's very apparent and something that you really believe in, and you practice that gratitude, which is mm -hmm. beautiful to see and witness. But one of the things that you said in your email, you are like, um, I want to come on your podcast, um, but there's so many people who've gone through far worse things and I remember saying to you, it's not about the scale or the magnitude mm -hmm. of the or the severity of the obstacle or struggle, because I think it's really important that when we have these conversations and we're sharing experiences, it's always going to resonate with someone. Mm -hmm. And I've had such um, the pleasure of listening to you today. And one thing that I'm going to take away from this conversation is that I need to practice gratitude a lot more and be present a lot more. I'm constantly thinking the next thing, next thing, next thing all the time and I sh it shouldn't take like a pandemic or an illness or something for us to all realize that you know this one life that we have is so precious mm -hmm. um, and then we need to be thankful for the little things yeah. as well as the big things but it's the yeah. little things more so yeah. thank you because that's really Aww. made me think about gratitude in a different way and I want to thank you for all the work that you do please continue to do it thank because you. we need we need faith. We need faith. Thank you. And um, yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, come back, come back, yeah? I will. <laughs> Yay! <laughs>